Art is life. Art is everywhere. It's not just about technique. It's about where you where you live. Hi, I'm Matt McKee, and welcome to Cherry Bomb, the podcast, a series of conversations with people about food, art, and sustainability. Today, I'm speaking over Zoom with Tsai Chi, an artist and chef in Brattleboro, Vermont. This episode of Cherry Bomb, the podcast, is sponsored by Do Not, a part of my Sweet Blast series of limited edition photos available at theartofmattmckee.com. I created the series of bright, colorful, provocative images with the mission to start conversations in the room about the bigger topics of food, art, and sustainability. You can check out the whole series at theartofmattmckee.com. Zai, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Matt, for inviting me. My pleasure. As I was doing a little bit of research beforehand, I kind of came to the conclusion that art, like any human endeavor, evolves over time and experience, and one experience begets another. And we hopefully learn from those experiences, which then inform our work. From what I've learned about your work and about you, is your work spans many different schools of art, from abstracts using a mop, I watched those videos on your YouTube channel, that was fascinating, and riffing on calligraphy, to romantic, to impressionistic, to now to food as well. And I wanted to ask you about the food in a moment, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the artwork first. Your artsy.net site shows a remarkable set of skills, and I'll be posting links to all of your different social medias in the show notes. So many of your pieces seem to be informed by the landscapes around your home in Vermont. The question I have whenever I see somebody who shows such depth in all of these different schools of of art is, how do you choose when you're deciding to sit down and be creative? How do you choose which school of art you want to do? I grew up in China and educated in China, went to art school in China back then, and it was very much um, classic training, and training to be technically correct. And so I've been trained vigorously in in hand, in realistic drawing, realistic painting. And as soon as I came to US in 1987, before that, I never understand abstract paintings. Mm -hmm. And I came to arrived, the first uh, city was New York. And my husband, Adam Silver, he is studied art history. Okay. So he introduced me many wide range of art in New York. We went to see many, many um, galleries and museums that opened my eyes to question myself what art is. I've been studying art just one type of art and opens me and many wide ranges and I'm saying art is life. Art is everywhere. It's not just about technique. It's about where you, where you live and becomes, mm-hmm. a, becomes a art. And so those days I immediately grasped on the abstract paintings so I go to subways, in New York subways. I just in love with the, the busyness and, and um, craziness and uh, <laughs> aging walls and, mm-hmm. and concrete sidewalks everywhere that inspired me to do, to do art. So those days I 
also question the material is not stained on the canvas on the on the oil painting and brush so that's how i start to use mop kitchen or household utensils and um, house paint and trowels and mm. all applying onto my painting oh wow yeah. oh wow um this this may seem like a, a very almost silly question but how much of culture I don't want to say culture shock, but how much did, did just the fact that you were into a different culture uh, come into that? Yes, to me, grew up in China. I was um, born in famine and also grew up during the Cultural Revolution time. Hmm. And outside the world is totally closed. I have no idea about outside the world. I remember I imagining what's outside world is, what foreign country is. When I was uh, probably 10, 11, with my mm-hmm. friends in the hot summer, we didn't have uh, air conditioning, nothing. So in the really hot, like 40 degrees Celsius, we all sleep outside. And with open sky and the stars, my friends and I start to imagine what foreign country like what's foreign language like. So we look at the stars, we think foreign country is one of those stars on the on the oh, star. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> then we 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 just speaking some kind of sounds and bring some sound out, thinking that we may be caught one of the words of foreign language. Oh, so wow. we got very excited and um imagining with open skies in the dark hot summer night. So that was my first uh, feeling of um, and thinking, wanting what the world is, what's what's a foreign country like. How did the reality, when it finally when it finally happened, how did that hold up to your imagination and your friend's imagination? Was not much of difference because my city (laughs) (laughs) my city was uh, 30 million people. Oh, wow. So okay. it's quite, it's one of the largest cities in China also. So I coming to New York is also busy, busy yeah. city, except it's a high rise buildings. And we, when the way I grew up is all low buildings and, and couple stone streets and alleyways and, so, but New York City is a big city, mm-hmm. and I didn't find quite shock. There's no shock um, for me. And also seeing all these foreign, foreigners, and uh, they spoke about the same level of English as I do. I didn't feel I was out of place. Okay. And also, in New York, I in general, I feel people are quite welcoming foreigners. If I ask for directions, people are patiently and tell me and slow down speaking slow because I'm speaking broken English. I, I found the right in the place at home, especially the art introduced to me. And when did you move up to Vermont? We moved up to Vermont 2001. At that time, we had, I have a small 
children. And so we thought move to Vermont is a beautiful place and also not mm. too far from New York. And yeah. we thought it's the best place for families, for small kids to grow up. Nice. At that time, when I was in New York, I switched from, from China with realist paintings. I switched immediately to abstract paintings. And I didn't have any sense or feeling wanting to do re realistic paintings. And then as soon as I moved to Vermont, the landscape, the view, the nature was so powerful. I feel myself too little. My ego is nothing. I'm oh, nobody wow. compared to this greatest and powerful nature. Let me kneel down, just copy the nature, just oh, wow. learn from nature. Nothing about my style, my ego, my, my thing, nothing. Throw away my, my style to learn from nature. Let nature feed me, just nourish me. It just That's, That makes for an interesting transition point because at some point up there, you then transitioned. Well, you're still obviously an artist and still painting, but now you've brought food into it and you're, you're now a chef. Yes. As well. And did that happen when you went up to Vermont? That no, not immediately happening. I, I craving my own food since I came to this country. I never can find my really comfort food except I make my own. When I, the food connect to right now, I, I call it food as art. So I feel whatever I create, is involving creation, involving my imagination and my memory. The food is directly connected to my memory of how I grew up. My family meal tables, my family meals is very big deal in daily lives. Hmm. As I grew up, I take granted of my mother's cooking. So never hmm. think about I will be cooking. But I just, as I move away and all these years, I just craving for my mother's cooking. And <laughs> I know this feeling. <laughs> yes. And, and it becomes, um, when I cook and becomes, an, I create, recreate with my memory, I recreate and also joining the Vermont nature, Vermont farm, Vermont and maple syrup. This is also mm. new to me to my, my diet, I blended in all this and with my surrounding, with my community. When I cook and wow. people enjoyed my cook and then and people suggest to me, why don't you offer this? I love to, I love to share my memory, share my creativity and my joy to the community. How did you decide to uh, to share it with the community? It, it Was it opening up a restaurant or was it, I know there, on your website there's catering now, but I don't know if that's part of the, the, the COVID transition that so many restaurants have had to do. How did you start sharing it? I never envisioned myself wanting to be a restaurant. And I have a gallery here and the whole building I want to turn into a gallery and culture center. And it's, um, we don't want to become big like a team. And we want to become 
fine in art, fine in food, and fine in living. Vision in my building is、uh, visually, taste, touching, and health awareness all around. Are you then teaching classes in in? Yes. Living. Yes, I actually have another profession is teaching. I'm teaching in the Putney School, the private high school, and Chinese language. In the in the language teaching, I always and、um, bring into the art, learning languages through art and food, and the culture. I feel I'm doing so much. I'm teaching language. I'm chef. I'm artist. I'm also an artistic director of the Asian Culture Center of Vermont. So as a one person, seems like doing so much, but I feel all of this is connected. Is what is one thing is create creating. One of the themes that comes up on a regular basis on the show is how much、uh, how important finding a community and building a community is. In both in terms of creativity and、uh, just in terms of human relationships, learning about other cultures, learning about other people, learning about other thoughts,、uh, it it always seems to advance us on the path. Yes, we are very fortunate. I feel very protected by connecting with local farms, and we are connected with the Susu community farms. Mm-hmm. And Wingate Farms and many other farms in the nearby, and I love the the community together that we share the earth, share the freshly grown produce, and、mm. and come back to our kitchen and offer back to the community. One of the things that occurred to me as I was going through my research was you were talking about creating. Recipes from memory from from your mother, and then I got thinking about the fact that so many of the ingredients、uh, in China are、uh, well outside of the U.S. Period are different than what we grow in the Northeast here. How has that impacted the meals you create? Are you trying to create from memory and try to to bring in Asian spices and Asian fruits and vegetables, or are you? Adapting、uh, the food that's in the Northeast here to what you're creating. It's very important to me that sustainability and also natural sources naturally grow. Whatever the farm offers us, I always including those、uh, produce into my ingredient. And of course, my memory is always important. Is the drive for all cookings. I'm committed to the farm and for the sustainability to continue to bring naturally sourced, naturally grown produce to、okay. my meal table. Wonderful. One of the things that I'm always curious about is when, when speaking with other artists or other professionals. Period, is to talk about a little bit about that drive to create. What do you think? Drives you every morning to get up and and want to start creating and start building the culture, start building recipes, start building artwork. What what drives you to do that? Yesterday, actually, I create another thing, creating constantly and and imagining constantly, is my nature. It just、uh, it just、uh, I I will be 
waking up, I have an idea and, and start to make it. And making on my hand is very important. I know these days is very digitalized world. Sometimes it's not about the product, it's the process that I enjoy. The sources and the material and finding the right material and how the material evolve. That's really um, exciting me. I agree fully that the satisfaction of taking raw materials and turning them into something else, even going through the problems, even if it's a failure at the end, it's always so satisfying when you achieve something or, or solve for something like that. I agree. Yes. What do you wish you knew when you started out? I've, I think I started out very, very good. Gradually, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that one dream, my dream, one dream at a time comes true. Eventually, my dream is going to turn the whole building into a, a art fruition and place that people would come, would, would love to, would uh, yearning to come to our place. One of my dreams is that the people of all world to come to this one place. It's because be very busy up there. I don't want to grow big. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to grow, grow big. <laughs> I just want to grow a home kitchen, a home and feeling of, of art and, and food in the, mm. in this place. That's my, that's my dream. Maybe not going to fulfill it on my lifetime, but this is my drive. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, what is your comfort food? You're not creating a fancy uh, meal for you know a whole bunch of people, just for yourself or for you and Adam. Just want to sit down at the end of the day. What would you prepare for yourself? My comfort food is again bring back to my mother's uh, noodle soup bowls, a bowl of noodle soup. Uh, I always looking everywhere for bowl of noodle noodle soup, but never satisfying. So <laughs> I still making my own bowl of noodle soup is a com- comfort for me. It feels home. Can you share a little bit about what would be in your noodle soup? So my noodle soup, one is the tomato egg noodle soup, mm. kind of like a scrambled egg with tomato cooked in there, really soft. And the, the color of a soup becomes a red, reddish with a yellow egg in there. And that's one. And there's others like simply just um, vegetable and broth soup. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cherry Bomb, the podcast. I'm your host, Matt McKee. And today I was speaking with Tsai Chi, artist, educator, and entrepreneur. I'll have links to her website and social media in the show notes and at theartofmattmckee.com. Just click on the link for Cherry Bomb, the podcast. Please share this episode to your Facebook, Twitter, and all your social media so your friends can listen, and please join in the conversation. I'm also available on Twitter for questions and comments and suggestions, at McKeephoto. This episode of Cherry Bomb, the podcast, could not have been done without the help of Suzanne Schultz and CanvasFineArts.com, the specialists for coaching for creatives, and editing by Bill Shamlian at Orb Sound. Thanks for listening, and let's start the conversation.